Hello. Uh, yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. What's up? All right. Do I sound good? Bad? You sound good. Yeah, you sound good. Okay. All right. Welcome to episode four of Top Flight Podcast. Uh, as usual, you have your host, Devontae, and your co-host, Brad. And we're joined by a special guest, uh, Chris. Uh, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, yes, my name is Chris, and I felt like this would be a fun thing to do to be on here. Um, so yeah, I just felt like joining today, and I stopped playing Call of Duty for this, so it's better, it's <laughs> All better right. to be good. We're going to try. We just came off of episode three, and I'm going to put these best host abilities to work, but... Episode three was fire. <laughs> uh... While we at the top of the show, I want to go ahead and give a quick shout out for $9.99. <laughs> you can get Verve, which is the best anime streaming <laughs> app on the face of the planet, VRV. Again, shouting out Verve. Hit your boy up, SlushyBerry95 on Twitter, Flight underscore podcast on Twitter as well for the podcast. Hit me up with the free years, uh, free year of Verve. Anyway, so let's get down to business. <clears throat> <clears throat> Uh, well, before that, did y'all want to plug anything? Try to get a sponsor sponsorship deal. Um, I just want to say that thank you for saying the right handle on the Twitter podcast. Okay. <laughs> we ain't here to roast. That's what we're not going to do. <laughs> uh, I don't know if if you if you heard or not, Chris, but I accidentally plugged the wrong Twitter. I said Top Flight Podcast, and it's Flight Underscore Podcast. So. Uh, we corrected it. Uh, also, did you want to plug your Twitter, uh, Chris, so people can follow you on Twitter? Uh, you know, I think I might be with Bradley on this one. I really do some <laughs> weird stuff. Uh, so, uh, but you know what? You know what? You know what? I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna embrace it. Uh, my Twitter is at Chris underscore Baumler B A U M L E R for anyone who cares enough to type that out and follow. Me. Um, I got 135 followers, so, <laughs> you know, your boy got the clout, but yeah. All right. <clears throat> All right. So I think, uh, I will kick this one off to, uh, now this fourth episode here is we are going to talk about the best shoes in the game. We're going to start it off that way. <laughs> All right. And I'll go first. I, I think, All right. Go, go ahead and go first. Adidas Cloud Foam. <laughs> All right. This, <laughs> look, look, this podcast is <laughs> about to be a joke. All right. <laughs> like, <laughs> you need to take this serious. <laughs> okay. Look, as far as best comfortable shoe in the game, it's Ultra Boost of any kind. Uh, not Cloud Foam. Anything else is a joke. And the best clout shoe in the game is Yeezys. Agree or disagree? Agree. Do you own a pair of Yeezys? (laughs) (laughs) My fault. My fault. Okay. Let's reel it in a little bit here. Let's reel it in. I'm sorry. I got a little out of pocket. Chris, what, what would your top shoe in the game be? Uh, I think the top 
most fashionable shoe is the Yeezy 350 V2. Uh, that may be a little mainstream, but I feel with all the different colorways, uh, it is impossible to find one that you can't pair with something in your wardrobe. Um, they just look good with anything, throw on a pair of joggers, and they got that precious boost sole down in the bottom. So you can wear them all day, and it's just going to feel like you're walking on clouds all day. Okay. Now, what would you say is your favorite colorway of the 350s? Probably the Beluga V1s. Um, Okay. I like those the most. Will I ever own a pair? Probably not, unless they restock, uh, because those are like $1,000 shoes, and if I ever paid that much for a pair of shoes, I wouldn't even feel right putting them on my feet. So, (laughs) yeah. So... Out of the Yeezys, the 350s, 500s, 700s, uh, 750s, which one, if you saw somebody wearing, would you say has is all about that clout? Someone rocking the 750s, the 350s, the 500s, the 700s, 380s, or even Calabasas Powerhouse? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like you need to be wearing uh, some 350 V2s, Either some reds, some zebras, or some belugas. That way, they're wearing one of the flagship, most iconic Yeezys. That's how you know that they're really just going for the clout. What about taillights? Those were region-specific, so I I, I wouldn't feel right to include those since not even everyone in the world had a chance to get them. Um, But, I mean, yeah. Like the, those, I mean, I definitely feel like I gained a lot of clout buying those shoes, but not a lot of people are going to know what they are because they were region locked. So that's why I didn't, you know, put them up there. And for those wondering, uh, Chris has the most Yeezys out of the three of us, I'm pretty sure right now. Uh, and on an even more clout note, he actually paid for all of his. While I've only paid for one pair of mine, the others were gifts. So, Hold on, if you're wondering who the have? I have the Yechels, the All Black, I have the 500s, and then I have the Sesame. So, I have four pairs. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I only have one more. And, I mean, they're 380s, and I haven't decided if I even, like, really like those yet so we'll just say we'll just say we're even right right. how would you rank those with 350s like would you ever would you ever if there's more color when more colorways come out for the 380s would you ever say i'm choosing these over 350s as it stands right now absolutely not uh i don't mean this as a disrespect to the shoe but I'm just saying, when I walk on them, it feels like I may be wearing Skechers shape-ups, all right? <laughs> I'm not playing. Uh, I'm just being honest, but I haven't had a chance to wear them extensively. and I've only wore them about 30 minutes at most. And really, for even most of that 30 minutes, I haven't been walking. So, I mean, it could definitely change with time, but just with the way they feel right now, it's just like a shock factor, like to your foot. Like you're just not used to a shoe being curved like that. 
And they're also true to size, unlike any other Yeezy ever created. So I went half a size too small when I should have went with my normal shoe size. Um, but, I mean, I took the insole out, and that pretty much solved the problem. But they are true to size. Okay. And Bradley, uh, we know you don't own Yeezys, but you do own a pair of Ultra Boost 20s. Would you say those are the most comfortable shoes you've owned? Uh, yes, easy. Those it's like walking on pillows. I bought them for work, and I, to be honest, I was kind of blown away by it because, I mean, how can you make a shoe more comfortable than just putting padding in there? But I was wrong. So I would definitely be strictly wearing Ultra Boost for work. So yeah. Would you? Can you see yourself buying another pair eventually? Oh yeah. Just, yeah, especially in a different colorway, I would. Because, I mean, I bought all black, so I could wear them for work, mostly. But, yes, I would definitely buy another pair. Now, y'all know me. I'm only buying shit on sale. So, when it goes on sale, I'll cop another <laughs> pair. Uh, now, you ever going to go ahead, pull the trigger, and cop a pair of you? Um, yes, there was one pair I was going to. You know, but Chris had on, on, some, on some information. Oh, oh, you're talking so, about the uh, the sender reflectives. Yeah, they shock dropped those, and I was unaware. So <laughs> neither <laughs> of us even had a shot. <laughs> okay. But I will get some V2s. Look, when my main source is Instagram, those details are subject to change, okay? I don't have anybody on the inside of the sneaker game that's going to tell me I mean, these people are claiming they're on, like, the back door of Yeezy Supply, okay? Like, reading into code, like, they just know when these things are going to drop. Like, look, I thought I knew. I didn't know. All right? I mean, it's as simple as that. Okay. And sticking on the topic of Adidas, outside of Yeezys, and we can include Ultra Boost, but I know, Chris, you own a pair of Night Joggers. I have a pair of 4Ds. I don't have night joggers. We both have Ultra Boost, not including Yeezys. And I guess if you want to throw in Ultra Boost, what would you say is the most comfortable shoe would buy Adidas? Would you say night joggers are just as comfortable as Ultra Boost? Or would you say Ultra Boost still has as far as the most comfortable shoe out there? Uh, it is not even close. It is Ultra Boost all day. Although I have noticed... Um, even though like the Yeezys use the same technology, I feel like they have a lot more bounce to them than the Ultra Boost do. I don't, I don't know what it is. And the Night Joggers, man, I gotta be real. Couldn't tell you the last time I wore them. Um, it's just a little weird. Like I don't know. They're very stiff. Uh, they don't make your feet hurt, but like my ankles hurt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like after I worked in them for like eight hours, maybe. I've just become so accustomed to the the boost given the uh, – what do they call it? The energy transfer, like when your foot hits yeah. the ground. Maybe I've gotten so used to it just helping me bounce back up and do another step. The night joggers just didn't have that, and it just – I don't know, man. It was making my ankles hurt. And also the fact that no one in my Kroger knows what night joggers are just makes me feel like I have no clout whatsoever. And I just don't feel cool. I just don't feel cool wearing them, you know? But they're cool shoes, in my opinion. They're cool shoes. Yeah, I can, especially on the clout uh, front, because I know when I wore my 40s in, uh, no one even gave them a second thought. So I was like, man, you know? I mean, I got those shoes on sale, so I didn't pay the full, like, 200 plus for them. But still, uh, 
they are comfortable though. I'm not gonna like. I really want to put them ahead of uh, Ultra Boost, and on that first day, I would have. But after wearing them for a while, they're just not up there with Ultra Boost. Uh, not saying they're uncomfortable and that my feet were hurting in any way. Like they're not. Like it just feels still really good on my foot. But at the end of the day, I'm taking Ultra Boost over the four Ds. Um, but four Ds are still good. I, I if you get them on sale. If I'm paying that high of a price for a shoe, I'm going Yeezys over that. So I would not pay that same price for four Ds again unless they're on sale. Um, yeah. They look cool yeah, though, but I'm not. I'm not that. doing it. Um, <clears throat> so it's unlike me because I'm Adidas or die Adidas. Shout out, uh, <laughs> it's your boy up. We just, I mean, we was giving you all the compliments in the world just then. But of course, back in the day, we wasn't always about Adidas. If you had to switch it up and go to a different shoe for clout, what shoe brand would you go to? Who's uh, who's taking this first? Uh, Bradley, if you want to go first. Uh, um, I mean, my I would just say Vans because that's probably what I've worn the most. Um, and those wow. comfy cushions or whatever they call deluxe comforts, those are comfortable. Okay, listen, if you get one of them vans that are like collabs, the bitches are expensive on go. That's true. That's true. So, that's a good point. I would, that's the ones I would go with. Okay, Chris. <laughs> I was gonna say something, but I'm not. <laughs> No, I was going to come in here and I was going to be like, man, I would rock some Starberries, but I couldn't say it without laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's not funny anymore. Uh, but if I had to, if I had to go with a shoe for clout and I had all the money in the world to be able to buy it, probably some of these Nike Dunk collabs that they got going, like the Ben and Jerry's and the, I've seen a Sour Patch Kids and. 7-Eleven and all that, like, I mean, but the shoes aren't comfortable at all. Like, they're not comfortable whatsoever, but as far as, like, a clout shoe, I would have to go with that, or, like, the Jordan, like, threes and fours, but other okay. than that, I'll probably just stick with anything with a boost midsole, honestly. I don't I don't feel like anything even compares to be real. Uh, you saved yourself in that last part, because that was a trick question, the fact that any of y'all would turn your back on Adidas and actually pick a different shoe. <laughs> It's just beyond me right now, okay? But Chris <laughs> saved himself. Bradley, on the other hand, he's just straight up bands all day. That's a little, you know. Uh, <clears throat> no. Um, so I'd pick Nikes too, though, if I'm not, if I'm being honest. I will pick Nikes too. But, and <laughs> I've talked about this. get them first. Xbox shoes. <laughs> exactly. I want these really good Xbox shoes, but they were so limited and so expensive that I was going to just get a different green pair that looked nothing like it, but it was green. <laughs> <laughs> you was going to tell somebody would have cracked on me and been like, if someone knew shoes would have been like, oh, you think you got Xbox shoes on? Huh? I want to get roasted. I want to get roasted by any <laughs> Do it. Um, and I'll add in that Devonte stole a pair of my Nikes. Nah, wore them for work for years. So he low key dick rides Nike. He's just not going to tell you. Let me go ahead and explain that story because this man left his shoes there. That was on him. He, I, I don't even know what other pair of shoes he brought down, but he left his shoes there. And I was like, I ain't going to get my shoes dirty when I got a free pair sitting here. And so I, <laughs> yeah, I would have And, you know, they got busted up, so I threw them in the trash. And that's when I told myself, 
Adidas or die. But I didn't start off high fashion Adidas because I'm not going to lie. I had a pair of red, uh, didn't even have shoelaces, cloud foam Adidas. I'm not going to sit here in front. That was so my, all the times you cracked on me, you had some look, cloud foams. That was my birthday. started with the Coles cloud foams or the, the Adidas. <laughs> you got it, Ross. It's always the cloud foams or the alpha bounce or whatever that shit is. Like every everybody started with that. Like you didn't have money back then. Exactly. Now, you know, back and afford these good things, I I can do that. So <clears throat> um now on the back to the topic we we're talking about favorite colorways and stuff like that. If you could if you could make your own uh Yeezy shoe colorway, what would be like a color scheme that you personally would rock with, like an all orange or orange and black, blue and whatever, if you could make your own colorway. Like what kind of colorway would you rock with? And I'm gonna start with Chris first on this one. The first thing that comes to mind that would just be really cool to me would be a Yeezy that is all like an olive green color, not mm. like the sulfurs, like darker than that. And then like probably like an orange stripe. Okay. Okay. Uh, Bradley, if you could make a, a easy colorway of any kind, what would you do? Um, tie dye. Okay. Just make a whole shoe tie dye. That was it, huh? <laughs> That's it. Look, tie dye. Look, you didn't give me enough time to think, so I just said tie dye. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, Chris was able to get a little bit more intricate with his, and I made him go first, but, you know, that's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, what's yours? I'm, get, I'm getting there. Can, can you, I'm letting y'all go first. As the host, that's my responsibility to get y'all engaged, so excuse me. Um, so if it was up to me, I would make it a red kind of like the – so a while ago there was a like a, a red Gears of War Xbox, and I, wanted, I would make it that kind of red with the black stripe down the middle. And I think that would be fire. And you put oh, Rip really Dom is. on the sole. Yeah. That really is. They've never done like an all red Yeezy before. Yeah. So I think that would be pretty fire. Well, not with Adidas anyway. I'm not I'm not ignorant. All right. I, I know the roots. Okay. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I know where they came from. <clears throat> um so let's see. We done talked about Yeezys and shoes. Uh, do you guys have any other topics that you guys want to talk about that uh, might interest you guys or anything like that that you might have thought of for the episode? Um, uh, nah, dude. I came in here with no material whatsoever. <laughs> okay. Brad, you got <laughs> Um, You know, I, I to be honest, I had something. But then when we started, I forgot. <laughs> okay. So you ain't got a notes app on your phone? <laughs> I don't have anything in it. No, okay. actually, let me ask this. How y'all okay. been handling quarantine? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. You want to answer that one first, Devontae, or you want me to go first? Uh, I, I'll go ahead and get mine out the way first because let's say for the last like month before, uh, I was sitting on my ass at home uh, <laughs> just collecting unemployment, which, I mean, it sounds good just getting free money, but it drove me insane not having anything to do and being absolutely boring. So I hate it. But now that I'm back in work, uh, 
I still hate it because I hate work, but at the same time, I'm doing <laughs> something. And so, I mean, it's been it's been something getting uh, adjusted to it and then having to deal with uh, customers at work who either, one, take this stuff a little little too serious and act like you you just can't even talk to them. Like, with that mask suffocating my face, sometimes I have to pull it away so I can speak. And they just, like, take a couple more steps back, like I'm just going to breathe all on them or something. But um, – <laughs> And then you got the people who just don't care at all and get all up in your personal space without a mask on. And it's just like, not only is your breath hot, but can you back, back up on me? For a <laughs> but I mean, that's how I've been handling it. I'm glad to be back at work though. But uh, that's, that's just me. That's my take on it. All right. So, uh, you know, I answered your question with a question. What quarantine? Uh, my life has not changed whatsoever. Uh, besides the fact that I am working almost 50 hours a week and profiting heavily off of <laughs> this virus, okay? And so is Kroger. Um, but, I mean, honestly, really my life is just go to work, come home from work, sit down, do nothing. If I get food, I want it door dashed. I mean, this is literally just about the same as my everyday life goes anyway. Um you know, I get to binge watch, you know, 90 Day Fiance, all that, you know. Um, I'd say the only thing I miss, though, is being able to go to, like, a place like Best Buy or, like, the Apple Store or going to a mall to buy clothes instead of having to wait on them to ship because mm -hmm. waiting on AirPod Pros to become available in a Target was annoying. Having to buy my clothes and wait a week to get them is annoying, like – I mean, there's definitely, like, downfalls, but, like, all in all, my life really hasn't changed that much. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, there was a part of me that wished I was, like, sitting at home, but honestly, it would just drive me crazy. Uh, even if I get two off days in a row... Normally, I just feel like a fat slob at that point. Like, I, just, <laughs> I feel terrible about myself. I like if I get two days off in a row and all I do is sit and play Xbox, I literally feel like I've gained like ten pounds. Like, I, I, I just feel bad. Like, I just feel bad about myself. So, I think I'd rather be at work anyway. But, I mean, it it hasn't been that bad. Okay, and so. Continue on this quarantine talk and also from something that me and Bradley spoke about in our last episode. Um, so we were talking about, so you know how McDonald's have those kiosks that you can order and not have to deal with people, right? <clears throat> um, would you, would you think, how do you feel about the kiosk first of all? And do you think that every fast food place should implement that to eliminate having to interact with people? And then I have a part two once we have that answer. Um, I think the kiosk, unless it is regularly cleaned, is a bad idea, uh, simply because everybody has to touch it, and everybody's touching that same thing. I think the most advantageous way to do it would be like a Taco Bell does, to where you order on the app, just say that you're in the store, and then they make it for you. Uh, I would just say have everybody order through the app, that way they only have to touch their own phone to do their orders, and then they could just mark when they're in the store, and then just pick their stuff up in the store. Okay, and so, 
even with the mobile app, we're also talking like with these kiosks and just technology in general now being handled pretty, pretty much being fast tracked due to the virus. Do you think the kiosk and possibly the mobile app will essentially fast track, I guess, fast food workers losing their jobs to this technology? I personally didn't think so as far as our lifespan. Like I said, either after we die, possibly you could really see that advancement. But then I also said that we'd either be so old to where it wouldn't matter. But I don't see this type of the te technology kiosk and mobile ordering taking the jobs of fast food workers anytime soon. I don't see that happening anytime soon just because really, it, like when it comes to technology like that, really only millennials and the generation after us, we're the only ones really fluent with technology like that. Even people that are middle-aged really can't get with technology like that. Like, I just think about my dad. He ain't going to stand there and use a touchscreen kiosk for anything. <laughs> so I, I would have to go with it probably will happen, and this will probably give companies a better idea of how to do it better. But it won't be happening anytime soon simply because – boomers and uh middle-aged people just are not good enough with the technology yet okay um so also as you know a lot of stores are declaring bankruptcy and just shutting down i know pure imports was one jc pennies is declaring bankruptcy do you think that the age of retail is coming to an end or do you still think it has a couple of years depending on the business itself and uh do you think it, we're eventually about to move into just only online ordering and shopping? And this is the question. Uh, first, I'm going to go with Chris, then I'm going to go to Bradley next. Um, I do, actually. I could see this. Um, I think retail sales in general were down like 17% last month. Um, I think online retail was actually up quite a good bit. So I, I definitely see it. Um, like... It, uh, you'll go in malls and stuff and a lot of places are already closing and whatnot anyway, just because people have such a wide selection online. So I think, you know, instead of having people working in a store, you know, just folding shirts all day to kill time, you know, just have everybody just order online, put them in a warehouse setting. They, they, these same people can just pack orders, get ready to ship them out. I mean, I just... It would ultimately give people a better selection since you'll see a lot of stuff on a website that they can't carry in the store because they don't have enough room mm -hmm. to put everything in their inventory in the store. So I, I could I could see it, especially like with the way like Amazon is dominating with the whole no physical location thing. Um, I, I could see it. Yeah, I yeah. Okay, and Bradley, what do you think? Um. I think there will <clears throat> increasingly see a decrease in storefronts or whatever and you know places to actually go shop, but I don't not in the near future. I can't see more you know, more online shopping versus retail because I mean a lot of people like to go out and do that. Like they get a way to get out of the house or when they go visit somewhere they want to go out and see the town and go shopping. Now, essentials and stuff like groceries and stuff you use every day, I mean, I think most of that's going to be online if it isn't already, but as far as not having, like, stores to go shop at for 
clothes or whatever else. I don't see that happening. I could definitely see grocery stores because I'm going to tell you something right now. Every time I am not at work and I have to go buy groceries, I hate every single second of it. I absolutely hate it. <laughs> I don't know why I don't just use Cookless because they will put all of it in my car for me. Uh, but it is it is absolutely miserable. Uh, people are – they just get in your way. Uh, they don't understand uh, that – you know, maybe maybe when driving these carts, we should just follow the rules of the road. You know, like maybe we should just do that. Yes, uh, I, I agree with that 100 uh, percent. It, it's just so annoying. Yeah, um, especially uh, um, at where I work. I'm not going to say where I work because, you know, my job can be pretty finicky and they, they don't know how to act. So I ain't going to say that someone catch wind and they like, yo, get this get this dude up out of here. So anyway, <laughs> for where I work at, the aisles are pretty small. And you got these people who leave their carts de- dead ass in the middle of the aisle and then go leave somewhere else. And so I'm thinking it's an empty cart. And so, one, I'm already trying to put stuff up. So I'll either move it or I'll just take the stuff out of it, put it in my buggy to put it back. And then, you know, you got this person coming around the corner like, uh, where's where's my stuff that was in this buggy? I'm just thinking to myself, like, why the fuck did you not take it with you instead of taking up all this space? <laughs> or, like, people are already seeing an aisle is busy. And this happened to me last year. Last time we were putting up our truck. So we have to put our stuff in a buggy, move it to that aisle and put it up for that aisle. And this old guy just comes ramming into my buggy. Doesn't say, excuse me. Like he literally just rams my buggy. He looks at me like just straight looks at me and goes, is this yours? And I said, yes. Do you need me to move it out your way? He says, well, don't you think? And just move my buggy out the way. And when I say I was so close to just punching this old man's lights out, like I would not have cared about the questions <laughs> in the slightest. <laughs> Um, like it was so close, but I just walked <laughs> off and, uh, uh, my coworker, Michael goes, uh, he goes, he just comes up to me and says, you know, I saw that and you weren't going to say nothing, uh, as if I was supposed to as an employee. And I was just like, nah, he can have it. But yeah, uh, people don't know how to act in stores, especially, I, I don't know if it's gotten worse because of the pandemic and people just wanting to be out of the house and wanting to do stuff and they don't know how to act in public, but it's. I just hate dealing with people, which we talked about previously in the in an earlier episode. And I just, the less people I have to deal with, the better. So do you think that the employees of the retail stores that are open right now in some states that have opened back up or grocery workers like me and Bradley, uh, Anyone in this podcast, like, what is your opinion on the customers needing to social distance from us rather than us having to practice it against them? Uh, Bradley, you want to take this first? Or you want me to take it? Um, look, these these customers, I feel like they just don't. I feel like when people look at grocery store workers, they think that we're the bottom of the barrel for whatever reason. So they just get all in your way, stand right next to you as if you ain't there, and are just rude. Meanwhile, we're not being compensated barely at all during these times. Well, I might as well be getting hit like Mike Tyson (laughs) by this fucking virus (laughs) if it's in the air. Yeah. um, Now, I definitely think, uh, like, you two grocery employees have it much worse than retail people simply because people like yeah people are happy to go to retails but i mean 
you I don't know if you guys still still have it, but you know, people are limiting the items and people can buy and you know, you got people you always got somebody who's gonna complain and bitch about it. Or like if you're out of an item because of what's going on, people are still gonna complain and bitch about that. So I feel like you have more complainers yeah. in grocery than you do in retail right now. But at the same but uh I do think the customers should be the ones social distancing rather than the employees, because at the end of the day, the employees have to restock these shelves so that these people can shop. So, like, we shouldn't be forced to not go to a certain aisle or stay a certain amount of feet back because there's people there. We need to restock these shelves. I don't feel like we should be the ones that have to stay back and all this stuff like that. But that's how I feel. Um, and then these masks, man, I can't wait till we can let these things go. I absolutely hate them. I don't feel like because the mask, it, it's already been proven. The mask does not prevent you from getting it. It simply prevents you from getting giving it to others. So if that's the case, why not just test your workers uh, weekly or daily or whatever to see if they have it and then just send them home instead of forcing everybody to wear the mask. But, you know, that's a whole big thing, too. I'm just tired of it. it I, I absolutely hate the mask. That's just me, though. Um, the mask is terrible. I definitely hate having the mask on my face. Uh, but I would be lying if I didn't say it made me feel just a little bit safer just to have like some sort of barrier, even though I know it isn't much. But, you know, I won't lie. Like there will be times where I kind of like pull it down, get it off my nose or whatever. Uh, that way I can just like breathe and it not be all over my mouth and whatnot. Yeah. But, <laughs> Uh, you know, there will be some times where I'm like, all right, you know, like I'm about to have to walk into a group of people. Let me go ahead and pull this back over my nose, get it over my face. And, you know, like if I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it. Or if I've already had it and <clears throat> asymptomatic, or maybe we had it before this blew up, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I, I just feel a little bit safer with it because I can't help but think with all the people that come to our store on a daily basis, there cannot be at least one person in there walking around with COVID. There's no way there's not. If not for that day, we have at least had one customer in a span of that seven days walking around there with COVID. There's no way we haven't. There's just no way. So see, I mean, it, it does feel like, <clears throat> Help me a little bit, but not a lot. At least for my store, I don't know about how you guys, your guys' store works, but all we have, we're just like wearing masks. So it's not like we even have gloves on. So we're still like, if one of us had it or if a customer has it, they're still touching all this stuff. And yeah, we wipe down the registers and, and the carts and stuff, but we're not wiping down each product. So even if they pick something up and put it back, I still feel like if the next person touching it and they're not really being mindful and they rub their eye or whatever like i just feel like there's still there could be more done to i don't know the to for preventive preventive measures and i don't know i just i i'm just ready for this whole thing to kind of blow over and get back to our daily routine of being able to have uh sports uh have concerts and cons and all this other stuff feel that man 100 percent uh whenever i have to uh condition my department and i sit there and have to touch every single salad bag every single container of cut fruit it I, all that goes through my mind every time is you know just imagine how many people have touched this bag and put it back or just touched it in general while grabbing another bag 
it really makes me think like how many different people's like germs am I coming into contact with when I have to face this stuff up um, and it, it kind of makes me wish that like you know Kroger tested a store with just all online shopping I guess it didn't do that well because they did not implement it any wider than just that one store I don't think but if there were no customers in the store I would gladly uh, if they wanted me to stock produce, I would stock it. But if they wanted me to work click list in order to pick online orders, if there were no customers in the store, I would gladly do it. But, of course, Kroger would never do that because that's just going to cut into their profits way too much. But um, I definitely think that would be the best way to go about it, just having nobody in there. Do you think eventually, like, the the curbside pickup for groceries, the click list stuff, like, do you – like? How far ahead do you think until stores like might actually start doing that and making it like they set up a whole like say you know Kroger for uh, for an example they just set up a Kroger that has no one like no customers allowed in it it's just employees doing clickless like could you see that possibly let's say ten years from now could you see that I was actually gonna say sometime within the next ten years okay that would be the number they will at least have one store open that is just completely automated just all curbside pickup now i definitely think pre-corona at this time would you still say within the next 10 years or do you think it's being fast-tracked because of how corona is, is forcing things to change um i think it, it's definitely going to push the thought from the back of the mind to the front but honestly one thing i will say about kroger is i do feel like they're pretty innovative in the way that they implement uh, new technology within the workplace and how they do things. I don't really think they follow suit. I do think they're like the first to a lot of things. So I, I definitely think they probably have plans for this already. But I mean, th this definitely has to like force the issue. Okay. And Bradley, what about you? Do you think your store would uh, could eventually do something like that where it's just a, you know, just the store and just workers doing uh, the click list? Uh, <clears throat> Uh, yeah, I think that's very well possible. I think it's just a matter of time before they completely shift because, I mean, to be honest, I think this is going to create a new normal, a new standard. So I think, you know, all these precautions people are taking now, even when the virus is long gone, I think people are going to be essentially traumatized from it and they're going to want hand sanitizers at every post you see and stay three feet away if not six you know stay four feet whatever you know people taking better you know taking hygiene more into account washing their hands more and, you know stuff i think there's going to be a new normal so i don't think we'll ever go back to you know what it was before but i can see um pick up only grocery stores becoming a thing in the next 10 to 20 years. Now for you guys personally, like because of this, how much more would you say like you are more like self-conscious of how much you wash your hands and stuff like that? Like, do you say this is, has increased you becoming more, not really a germaphobe per se, but just more of like being aware of that stuff? Like, would you say that? Uh, me personally, I cared a lot in the beginning. I really did. I would not I would not enter my house and touch anything before I wash my hands after work. And I would wash my hands a lot more while I was at work. 
But I will say, you know, whether this makes me part of the problem or not, I'm just, I, you know, I'm just not that serious about it anymore. And it's like, you know, I, I see the stuff on Twitter, like just today. I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, this guy was trending because he was in the hospital for six weeks with coronavirus, and he lost, like, a ton of his body yeah, weight. Did you guys I see did, that? yeah. I yeah. mean, I just feel like we'll hear about one dude like this opposed to 50 <clears throat> people who recovered, and it's like I know two of them personally who just recovered within a two-week span – both tested positive, so I know 100% they both had it. They both recovered within a two-week span. Um, one had shortness of breath for a while, but it wasn't no six weeks. It wasn't a month and a half. But Twitter and all that, they're going to make sure you know about that one guy who lost like half his body weight and was sick for six weeks because it's just they're just trying to scare you into taking it more seriously mm -hmm. because they feel like a lot of people don't. But it's like I know – you know, two people personally, really, I mean, if we're counting the ones that are tested positive at my Kroger, I know four, and they all recovered within a two-week span. They've come back, and to my knowledge, I mean, they, they have fully recovered, and they are just fine. So, I mean, it's just everybody's, you know, body is going to react to it differently. And uh, I, me personally, I've just stopped taking it as seriously. I mean, that, but that's just me, though. Okay. Uh, Bradley, what about you? Um, I would say I already had good, like, hand-washing hygiene. The only thing I do differently is I try to touch my face less. I re You don't realize how much you touch your face throughout the day until it's like, hey, if you touch your face, you're going to get gravely ill. So, you know, I try to touch my face less, but other than that, I mean, I was always washing my hands regularly using I have used hand sanitizer more but I don't choose hand washing over you know hand washing or hand sanitizing I always wash my hands regardless and sometimes I'll just add that little seasoning seasoning <laughs> <laughs> well that's good because I ain't gonna say no names but I'm pretty sure somebody in here of course no names uh didn't wash their hands after they even used the bathroom. I ain't gonna put nobody out like that. Um, <clears throat> but um, okay. So uh, look, let's just ask the hard hitting question. You think there's a hidden agenda with this virus? Ooh, I don't know if we want to get into all that now, but uh, ooh, um, we're gonna put a pin in that one. Because I feel like we could we could go on about that, and I don't want to get too controversial on the podcast and put this thing dead in the water before it even takes off. So we're gonna put a pin in that one. I will say though, I will say though, before we just pass this off, I ain't gonna say nothing that's gonna ignite anything. I'm just saying it makes you wonder how it has always taken years to develop a vaccine. But yet they're already seeing positive results in vaccine testing that they're doing right now, just months after this virus has been around. So that that's all I'm gonna say. That's a good point. Uh, that that's all I'm gonna say. But then you know you have the other side where the economy sucks. So <laughs> I mean, it, it it's hard to tell. It really is. It's hard. all right. 
but I mean, you you could literally go on for hours just talking about that. So like, it's just like <laughs> it's it's an endless discussion. I swear. All right, so moving on. So with this being a special guest, we're gonna go past the normal time of forty five minutes. Usually is where we end it. We'll, we're we're gonna stretch it out for another about fifteen minutes, uh, <clears throat> because there's a couple a couple more things I, I want to talk about. Uh, we're gonna pass on the Corona talk now. We're gonna move on to more positive and cheerful things. And uh, right. and I'm gonna ask you this, Chris. We are uh, we are. I already talked to Bradley about it. In either I want to say it was episode one, maybe two. Have you personally ever watched an anime? Well, I mean, I know you. I know you've watched an anime, of course. But have you ever sat there and thought, "Man, I would really clap the cheeks of this anime, uh, bitch"? Hell no. <laughs> um. Yes. All right. Is that abnormal? <laughs> It, no, is there it's a right not. And wrong no, I didn't think I didn't think he was gonna no. say yes, and then I was gonna crack on Bradley. But you know that's cool too. <laughs> uh, yes. Go ahead and name But that. but no lollies though. No lollies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen. All right, look. Just where I'm putting it out there. I ain't afraid. Look. I'd be lying if I said I ain't watch Hentai. I'd be lying if I said I ain't watch So, I mean, I guess it's technically the same thing. Um, but I watch it for the story. This man putting the top flight reputation on the line right now. <laughs> I think I think everybody knows. Uh, anyway, the people who this podcast is even generally directed towards, I'm sure have watched Hentai. So, I think, I think that'll be okay to say. Do you watch it regularly? Uh, okay, well, see, all right, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> does uh, does uh, being saved in your favorites on Google Chrome count as regularly? <laughs> okay, let, let's, okay let's, let's back it up here because, see, this is what we not going to do is attack your host, okay? <laughs> there was a point, and I, I will admit, <laughs> there was a point where once I got addicted to hentai, that was the only porn I would watch. Um, for the longest time to where real women in porn just wouldn't do it for me, okay? So, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a man. I'm gonna admit that. And yes, okay? Hentai is very addicting, but I've overcome that. And um, now I can watch regular porn like a normal human being and not be a disgrace and have my FBI agent look at me with disgust on his face through the camera. Um, <laughs> Okay, can you, you do you want to say? What I mean, I feel like you're you really trying to attack me here. Okay, I'm I'm just asking a question because there's so many there's different a, types. I feel like you may be reaching for a specific yeah, he, answer here. Big titty milk. It, it rhymes with. Uh, it rhymes with ventacle. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Okay, I'll admit. Bradley put me on tentacle porn, so I'll, I'm gonna tell you. He put me on. And um, he just. <laughs> I did not. Well, guess what? People listening ain't gonna know who to believe, so it's your word against mine, and that's how I like it. Um. Anyway. <clears throat> See, I don't lost my train of thought. I asked this man if he ever uh, thought he was clap cheeks of an anime character. Oh, do you know which one? Do you know which anime character? Like, do you know specifically? Or which anime was that? Um, 
Yo, that that uh that main girl in Sword Art first season. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> I can't remember her name. I know you talking. Uh, I want to say it. it's like Asua or Asui or something. See, I thought it was nah, I didn't, nah, nah. It ain't Oscar. That's WWE. <laughs> I don't know who it was. I don't, I don't know who it was. I don't know her name. But look, whoever drew up that body, you know, it was banging. You know. Um. Have you ever cried during an anime? Have I cried? Yeah. I wouldn't say I've cried, but I, I could definitely see myself maybe getting, like, you know, glass-eyed over it. But I don't think I'd ever let a tear fall. But, I mean, because, I mean, that's happened to me before during, like, music videos and stuff, you know? Sometimes you just get caught up in the emotion. You, you get pretty close to crying, but... You know, you don't like shed tears. Would you? Okay, so since we put since we put motherfuckers out real quick, <laughs> within the first like, let's say the first like three minutes of an episode, and you see somebody die, would you be already emotionally emotionally attached to cry already because of that? Okay, you're not painting full picture. Oh, sorry. It, it was it was a, a a fictional character's mother dying in front of his son or her son. <laughs> a young boy. Yeah, whatever. Within the first three minutes of the episode, you you don't even know this person like at all. Besides the fact that they're a female, would that make be enough to make you cry? No, that's far too early. I, I gotta oh. be I gotta be episodes in because because part of the reason I feel like you get that caught up in it, you put so much time mm. into it. You're gonna be attached yeah. because of the time you put into it. That's just not exactly. So you know when the season's ending and you see somebody really. Like you've grown attached to get killed or and like just brutalized, then you would be more uh, more understanding, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. One hundred. Look, <clears throat> it it's a young boy who watches his mother die. Basically, we did. You don't have to see that for episodes and episodes. You know, before seeing that for you to get teary eyed. All right. Well, let, let's uh, let let's go ahead and spin it this way. Let's say it's a young boy watching his mother die, but it's only three minutes in. So this young boy could have been a Nazi, a white supremacist, and you never mm-hmm. knew that, but you're crying because you feel bad because his okay. mom died. But he could be a terrible person. Well, I'm not immediately assuming that he's a Nazi. I'm assuming he's an innocent little boy. But it's three minutes in is the point here. <laughs> Like either you weak at heart, or I mean, you just <laughs> like I just don't. I can't. I don't understand how. Like you, three minutes in, I can understand if you was watching. Like if, if like someone was showing a documentary about someone's real life, and that boy's mother got hit or killed or whatever. Yeah, maybe then. Like, oh my god, that really. Happened. But this, that's a bitch. We don't even know. She ain't even real. Look, but that's how you know that it's good content when the viewer. Is feeling that emotion in no, the first No, I would think that there's something either emotionally uh, <laughs> unstable with this guy, or that um, he just. You know what? That's besides the point. Let's just go ahead and congratulate our boy real quick, uh, Chris, because Bradley's actually about to finish his first ever anime this weekend. So I'm pretty proud of him for that. It's an odd choice to finish. Like this is an odd anime series that he has chosen to want to finish. And I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going to put this man out by, you know, <clears throat> saying the anime because he did call him. Oh, I'll say it's uh, Anohana, Anohana, the flower we okay. saw that day. That's what it's called. Uh, and, uh, at least it ain't kids on the slope or whatever. 
Okay, okay. Uh, Devontae put me onto that again. Hey, whoa, there's nothing wrong with gay stuff. Come on now, let's be, come on, hey. I didn't say anything wrong with it, but since, you know, when I told you that's Look, the one I'm that not canon was in my top. minutes of my life because you want to, you know, bring up some, quote, that's gay right. shit, all right? <laughs> um, Look, I'm saying is, Devontae, want to say something sideways because that was in my time. Look, since you want to be real bold, let's go ahead and talk about uh, somebody you said was um, a bad bitch and who kicks you a clap. Since you want to be so bold. Nah, you want to be bold. Let's put that out there. (laughs) Oh, but you're not going to do that. But you was ready to crack on me for my hentai addiction. Okay, I'm gonna crack. No, it's fine. I'm not gonna put you out there because I don't want to ruin this beautiful podcast that we got going on. So I ain't gonna put you out. But just remember, I got something on you now when you want to talk sideways. (laughs) And uh, anyway, I think, uh, well, we're 53 minutes in. Let me go ahead and get this part uh, over real quick. Uh, for nine ninety nine, you guys can watch really great anime from Verve, VRV. Uh, it's a great, it's the best anime app and best selection for anime out there. Not only do you get anime, you get old Nickelodeon shows, you get the old like Bugs Bunny stuff as well. It's only nine ninety nine, and it's a free thirty day trial. You should check it out. It's great. It's a great deal. Um, better than Funimation's app. Uh, it's trash. It's garbage. I don't want your sponsor Funimation, so don't even bother coming to me. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's kind of got me, uh, kind of got me shook a little bit. Look, Funimation, it's it's not the wave. It's not. Only reason I still have it is because if I cancel now and resign up, my price is jumping to nine ninety nine. When right now it's like four ninety nine. That's the only reason I still got it. So, um, I feel like this is a good stopping point. Uh, go ahead, and we're gonna end it here. But first, you know, of course, you can follow us on Flight underscore podcast on Twitter. You can follow me on Slushy Bear 95, uh, the host and then co-host Brad. Uh, Brad, are you plugging anything today? Um, at Flight okay, underscore okay. podcast. Um, and we want to give a special thanks to our guest. Uh, uh, you can call him either Chris or Mr. Baller or Mr. Yeezy. Um, all names are acceptable, but do you want to plug anything? Uh Nah, I don't, I don't. I don't think I have anything to plug. Uh, you know, I used to have a couple of fire YouTube channels back in the day, but uh, those are no more. I've moved on with my life and realized that I will never be shit on YouTube. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, th- this was a good time. This was fun. Um, well. Yeah. We will definitely uh, ask you to be on the podcast again in the future. Uh, so right before we sign off, one final time, let's just give a shout out to none other than Verve. For $9.99, <laughs> you can watch really great anime. Uh, you can watch it on a Roku device. You can watch it on any smart device, uh, phone, TV, uh, Xbox. Uh, I, I think place. Uh, probably you could smart cast it to a smart refrigerator. Uh Anyway, it's great. If you don't have it, I mean, you're kind of a loser. And do you really, should you continue listening to this podcast at that point? Probably not. Anyway, um, 
thank you again, guys, for a great podcast. And we will catch you guys on the next episode.